0: Welcome back. Welcome back to our Bhagavad Gita study. We are on day 17 today. We will be starting in chapter 2, verse 14. And we just had the, the mic drop verse where um, where we learned about the soul passing or the, the body changing from boyhood, youthhood to old age. And similarly, the soul passes into another body beyond that. So that that was where where we left off. And, oh, I forgot to introduce us. I'm Radha. This is Chaitanya Charan, our teacher and friend, and uh, Balaram, a friend in Atlanta. So good to be here with you all.
1: Thank you. So today we move on to now the, the verse which talks about, what does it mean if you say that there's a soul beyond the body. How does it change our way of looking at life? So Krishna has told Arjuna in the previous text that those who know the soul they they don't lament the change of the body. But then says, does it mean this because you know that somebody is a soul, that you don't you don't feel bad when they die? We just become heartless? No. Krishna addresses that in this text now. Matras, parashas, sukha, dukha, daahan, agma nityas, This one yours, Balaram? Mine. I think it's you. Is it?
0: O son of Kunti, the non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, a sign of bharta, and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. This is mm. one that comes to my mind a lot when I'm going through a tough time. I'm like, just wait for it to yeah. end. Just wait for it. It'll, it'll, it's going to end.
1: <laughs> this is one of the most practically instructive verses in the Gita. Now, if we look at it in context, what is it saying that? if we understand that there is a spiritual core to us. So the 13th text said that we have a spiritual core. But somebody says, okay, I may have a spiritual core, but still I do have a material body. What about it? So that is the question that is addressed in this text. Is okay, it says that once we understand that we are spiritual, then we could say something like I am the core spiritual being, and this is my body. So whatever happens to the body. So sometimes there could be there could be pleasure that comes. Sometimes what comes is pain. But these come, they affect my external. They don't affect me internally. So he's talking about two things over here. That these sensations, the such sensations that are there, Matras, parsha, the sensations, they are external to who we are. And then they are also ephemeral. External and ephemeral. Ephemeral is Temporary. They have a beginning, they have an end. So it's if I'm going on a long journey. Or if, 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 I'm, a, if I'm a train and it's on a journey, maybe I'm on a particular seat where if you consider Indian trains, sometimes it's extremely crowded. Hmm? Sometimes it might be lonely. But if it's crowded, it might be uncomfortable. If it's lonely, it might be uncomfortable. It depends. Uh, but either way, if I understand that, you know, this train is not my home. I'm on this train and I'm moving forward. So this is so the train situation, it it will this will pass. So if we consider the body to be external like that, we acknowledge. But it's not that we no longer feel the emotion, but we learn to tolerate it. Now, tolerate, it basically means we accept the presence, but we don't accept the influence. Yeah, this is going to be there, but I'm not going to be, let myself get affected by it. Sometimes when we are driving, there are some loud-mouthed people. It's constantly talking, talking, talking. And maybe there are some people who are extremely taciturn. We want to talk, they don't want to talk. But okay, this is, these are not my family. These are not the people I'm going to live with lifelong. The way they are, okay, it doesn't matter so much. So, so knowing the unchanging core helps us see the change in proper perspective. So that see change in proper perspective, and therefore we don't get worked up by the change. In the context of the Gita, Krishna is indicating to Arjuna, don't get worked up by the change of the body of all those who are on the battlefield. We'll explicitly come to that a little later. But at this point, change in proper perspective means basically don't get worked up by it. Mm. Just tolerate it. That's the point of this verse.
0: This verse can keep you from doing something really stupid. (laughs) Like, like if you get upset or you're in a fight or you get a text message that you don't like, it's just like, just, just tolerate it, just sit with it. And then, and then you can come back to it when, when maybe you're not so reactive around it. And in that way, you keep yourself from like perpetuating something negative or some emotion that was just there. It was just going to be there for a hot second that if you just tolerated it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily propagate it through, through your future, through your future moments.
1: Yeah. So, you know, this is the way I put it is reversible emotions can sometimes prompt us to irreversible decisions. Yeah. And if you don't want that, then the barrier, the barrier that we can build between these reversible emotions and irreversible emotions is tolerance. That, okay. Now reversible emotions is right now I am feeling terrible, but this is not the way I am going to feel all the time. The, the example is given that just as heat and cold, there are weather extremes. Now when it's hot, it may be very uncomfortable for some people. They may like a cool weather. Some people may find the cool, very comfortable. The hot is unbearable for them. Whichever way it is. Either way, but the point is neither of these seasons are going to be permanent. So this is a very nice comparison. One says pleasure, pain are you could say like heat, cold. So heat and cold. Now sometimes some people get very worked up by the weather also. When people want to do some small talk. Oh, the weather is so bad today. Yesterday also it was bad. You know, this whole season is lousy. But after some time, you know, okay, what's the use of uh, whining about the weather? Learn to live with it, grow up. So just as we learn to live with learn to live with this, with weather, you could say external weather. So similarly, we can learn to live with our emotional weather. With that, we just accept, yeah, this is like this. But if I have an important job to do, still, it's cold, but I'll prepare myself as much as I can. I'll wear warm clothes and I'll go out. So, okay, I'm feeling a bit down today. But yeah, this is important for me. I'll do it. So this is, in one sense, tolerance is actually not passivity. Sometimes, oh, you tolerate means you just just accept everything, you don't do anything. No, it's not at all passivity. It is more of maturity. Maturity means that we downplay that which is unimportant and we emphasize that which is important. The tolerance means basically keep small things small Mm -hmm. and secondly we keep big things big so now what is the big thing that we should keep big that will be explained in the next text this tolerance is basically yeah I've got a good job but I've got a bad colleague Okay, I can, Either I can whine about the colleague, say, okay, yeah, it's a part of the deal, but the overall deal is good. The big thing is I have a job, I have good growth, growth prospects, I'm learning a lot, I, I'm earning nicely. So this colleague is a small thing. Just keep it small. So like that, this, is, this tolerance is more of a sign of maturity. Now, generally when we say that was quite immature, that was quite childish of you. That means you made a small thing into a very big thing. That's I got this overall Yeah,
0: I got this advice on my wedding day from someone that said they got it on their wedding day from Radhanaswamy. I think they said keep petty things petty
1: <laughs> or something like that. Okay, <laughs> that's good. You know? yeah. So when petty things don't remain petty, then it's not pretty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, any comments, Balram?
0: Uh, Prabhu, you said last time that this verse might uh, address why Arjuna doesn't
1: Okay, contest. good point, good point, yeah. Yeah, so now, and this raises a bigger question, that does Arjuna know about the existence of the soul? That when when Krishna is giving this knowledge, is it something which is completely new to Arjuna? Or is it something which is familiar, but it has just gone in the background for him? And it's being emphasized now. If we see in the previous chapter, as well as this chapter, we can Arjuna's words. He has talked about hell, that those who are wrongdoers, they'll go to hell. He's talked about heaven in this chapter. So now if we talk about these words, it is implied to some extent that there is some part of us which lives on. Hmm? It's first chapter, I think, 42nd, 43rd, one of those verses. But that section it talks about this. So there is some awareness of post mortem existence. That beyond this life, we continue to exist. But sir. Matter of emphasis that has changed. So it's you know even when we accept the idea of a soul, hmm? um, soul conception, there could be multiple conceptions and there are two contrasting conceptions we could say that I am the body and I have a soul. There is some part of which is going to continue to exist afterwards. And that is, uh, okay, it's there. But it's like a small part of which is not really very really important. And the other is, I am the soul. And I have a body. So in the cultural milieu in which Arjuna was uh, growing up, There was not much doubt or debate about the existence of some part of us which uh, which continues beyond death. In fact, if we look at pre-modern societies, almost all societies and almost uh, a majority of thinkers, they did they did accept that there was something beyond life, beyond this life. That this life is, it's it's one chapter in the book of our life or the book of our existence so the for arjuna the arjuna's focus or it was not he was not doubting the existence of soul that's why that doesn't come up for debate so much it is it was more of that that was not doubt, it was not something that it is more of emphasizing its importance or examining say, for him. He's reminded, examining the importance of the soul. If I am the soul, what does it really mean? How does it make a difference for me? That is what is going to be discussed. That's why Arjuna doesn't object, because that's not something which is really questionable for him. So in the future session we will talk about uh, various conceptions of our of the human person we'll talk about uh the idea that is there nothing beyond our body to ourselves we'll also talk about how this when the idea of soul is there in various traditions what the soul means is also talked about uh it, it means different things for different traditions we'll talk about those things also but does this address your question Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so you're, are you saying that Arjuna, well, he's as as is normal in Indian culture. He definitely acknowledges the existence of the soul, but whether or not we're the body and we have a soul, or we're the body or we're the soul and we have a body, that is is what we're going to talk about more, and what maybe Arjuna didn't have clarity on himself.
1: Yes, exactly. That- Good way of putting it. Sorry. Okay. So this was, you could say this was, this was Arjuna's conception.
0: His conception was, I am the body and I have a soul.
1: And this is <coughs> Krishna's elaboration or Krishna's uh, Krishna's explanation.
0: Krishna's explanation was, I am the soul and I have a body. So it's basically, which yes. one do you identify with as your main identity?
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so now this leads to the next point that I said the tolerance means to keep small things small so that we can focus on the big things. So what is the big thing that will happen if we can tolerate these dualities? That is mentioned in the 15th text. purusham <speaking in foreign language> sukham Somrtatvaya kalpate.
0: Oh, best among men, Arjuna, the person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress and is steady in both is certainly eligible for liberation. So
1: here, if we understand that we are, we are indestructible, we are eternal, then is there an eternal destination that we can attain? So if you consider the the soul body dynamic the body it's been mentioned is temporary it's changing. the soul is unchanging. So again in that context it is so this, as long as we are in an embodied state, the embodied state, is a mortal state the body is perishable the body is temporary and we are we are subject to death but if we can tolerate bodily duality one we does not get disturbed by it and one stays steady among the dualities then by that we can attain and the state of immortality that can be attained. And this is the fruit. This is the big thing in the culture, con- cultural context that Arjuna was in. This was almost universally understood to be the purpose of life, to go beyond the dualities of existence and to attain something which is, which is everlasting. Now, what exactly this liberation is, what exactly the immortal, immortal state is, that will be discussed later. But here, it's saying that tolerance is, as I said, it's not passivity. It's, it's, you, like, it's like a purposeful prioritization. This is my purpose, and therefore I'll prioritize this. So, we earlier talked about the prize and the prize. The same dynamic is coming here. The prize is liberation. And for that, the price that we have to pay is tolerance. And if we do this, it's not just tolerance. It's also we have, uh, it is that we have to tolerance while acting responsibly, while doing our duties, while uh, that what exactly has to be done, that will be elaborated later. But the idea is that this is what you will gain. And that's why it's definitely worth tolerating.
0: We get this on like a small scale in our society where it's like we eating organic food or eating health food. They may not taste as good in the moment, but we recognize that they'll give us longer lives and and therefore more fulfillment. So then it's this is just kind of zooming out and applying the same concept on a larger scale. That we tolerate this body duality as we go through this life because we know that at the end, there's something much greater and much sweeter
1: Yes, nice example. Now, it, I mean, generally, we talk about tolerate in terms of pain, hmm? something which is unpleasant. But actually, it is pain plus pleasure. Because if we cannot tolerate pleasure, by tolerate means you know not get infatuated, not get excited, stay steady. Tolerate means basically here is a sense of steadiness. Hmm? stay steady. If I am very excited when I get delicious food, then naturally I will get annoyed, irritated when I get uh, food that doesn't taste good. So, in one sense, these are two sides of the same coin. And if somebody says, you know, oh, hey, I don't really, I just tolerate it if I, it's too cold. Okay, but then if I'm very jubilant when it becomes warm, okay, don't get so excited. If you're going to get so excited when it gets warm, then you are going to get um, agitated, dis- disturbed, and it's going to be um, too cold. So when it's no longer warm. So the idea is that in the outer world, there are going to be ups and downs. Now what we this is the outer, but in the inner world, in terms of our own experience, Krishna is recommending be more and more steady. So this steadiness comes by tolerance, and the tolerance is by recognizing that both pleasure and pain are temporary. Mm-hmm. Any comments
0: about I can't help but think of uh, this Bhagavatam verse we learned. Tate nu pam nu someone taught it Thank to you. us and now I hear it everywhere. Everywhere we go, people quote it and people talk about it. So that we just have to yeah, tolerate. We just have to tolerate it's our only job. Just tolerate all your karma and then you're good. It's almost like too if you could tolerate, then the then you then it just happens such that those waves become less, because you're reacting less off of highs and lows. You're just you're just staying in the middle, and then eventually it's like your life just is those waves become less, right?
1: Yes, yeah, true. They say uh, tolerance is gradually. Maybe it's like this. I'm mean, talking about internal state. And maybe it becomes like this, then maybe it becomes like this. Hmm. And eventually it just becomes, stay steady. It's a, you could say this is the progress in tolerance. Hmm. Hmm. So I'll summarize. Discuss mainly two verses the 240 and and 15. So in 14, the implication is that it was tolerate. Tolerate duality because it is external and it's ephemeral. Just as we tolerate mm, heat and cold, so tolerate the duality of pleasure and pain. And then what does tolerance mean? Tolerance is for a purpose. It is to The focus on the big thing. Keep small things small so that we can focus on the big things. Mm -hmm. And then mm, keep the small things small and we make the big things. We can ensure the big things are big. These two are related with 214. And then 215 was the the prize that will give us the prize. The prize of tolerance it will take us towards immortality. And then that would mean that in this case, that although there is going to be outer duality, we try to maintain inner steadiness. Hmm. So now Krishna in the next section will emphasize how this vision for tolerance can be grounded in an overall understanding of reality. That will will talk next time. Thank you. Thank you. Adekshna. Thank you.